Welcome to Bird Fans Forever. This is episode 42. Remember, and YouTube, go out and like us for Bird Fans Forever. Smash the like button. Subscribe. We love it. We have a podcast both in Apple and Spotify and, and Google. Get on Spotify. So our guest today is going to be Rob Gibbons. He played on two NIT teams. He played on two NCAA teams. He is uh, part of the team that goes back-to-back Valley Conference champions and back-to-back, oh, I love it, and back-to-back tournament champions. So we will be right back with our special guest, Rob Gibbons. Hello and welcome to Bird Fans Forever, episode 42 with my boy Rob Gibbons. He played at ISU from 1993 to 98. He is a red shirt as a freshman, played on two NIT teams, which I was going to talk about earlier, and I'll cut that crap out. Um, Don't waste the time. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll clean that up. Uh, Rob's got a double-double against Wichita State. Rob is one of ten players to play in ten Missouri Valley State Conference games, and that is the record for ISU. Um, i like to blow Gibby some grief about the Missouri Valley Conference game, getting 13 points. Uh, Missouri Valley Conference Championship game in 98. Uh, he got 13 points and nine rebounds. He slacked it. He needed to get 10 to get a double-double. He is third all-time attempts in an NCAA game with eight. Mr. Gibbons, how are you doing? Good. How are you guys? Doing good. All right, so we're just going to roll. Gibby's going to just light this up. So how'd you get to ISU? Oh, I like it to you now. All right, so the majority of people probably already heard this story, but I'll, I'll, I'll go into it anyway. But, uh, no, I was um, – my senior year of high school, I signed a uh, scholarship letter of intent in November of my senior year with the school in George Mason, which was in Fairfax, Virginia. And that was a big deal uh, in my family, in our area, because where I'm from in, in north central Jersey was more wrestling and football, blue collar. And uh, I was a basketball player, and I got that. I, was, I think it was the first Division one basketball player get a full scholarship out of my high school. And uh, it meant a lot to my family because, you know, we had an old school Irish Catholic family. My dad was an engineer for the army. My mom's a nurse, I think I'm one of four. So it meant to, it meant a lot to them that I got a scholarship and I was, it was division one. They had a guy that was gonna be out. Um, he was a senior, would have been a senior my freshman year. So I get to study under him and they get some real clock and they could drive three or four hours and still see a game. So we fast forward to, and it, it took the pressure off, you know, your senior year, you know, it was great. Right. I had a scholarship, everything was yes. done. You know? And um, so anyway, so fast forward, they end up going like, I think eight and 21. And um, they had some things happen and the coach ended up losing his job, but they he lost it later. They, they moved him out later than they normally would if they were gonna do that. And they brought in a gentleman named Paul Westhead with a, I don't know, maybe a week to go before school started. I had been out on a trip uh, with my buddies and my buddies all played big time football. And uh, so we went on last, one last hurrah together before, we all, before they went off to camp. I walked to my house. Mom is on the phone. Back when phones were on the wall. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, she's she's kind of, my mom is a tough, tough Irish bird. God bless her. She's still around. Uh, and I, she's teary eyed. And I said, what's wrong? And she said, that was the admissions office at um, George Mason. And I said, okay, are they, are they looking forward to having me? And she's like, no, uh, you don't have a scholarship. So it turns out that, you know, I don't know if it was illegal or legal, but whatever it was, it was uh, five, six days before I was supposed to go to school. Uh, they yanked our scholarships, me and this other kid that was supposed to go there. And I, it was too late to go anywhere. It was too late to do anything. Um, school had started a lot of other places. Rosters were full. So I was literally uh, building houses <laughs> and, and building houses and then subbing in for my friend who worked at a gas station uh, with no place to go. And then a, um, 
I was coming home from work one afternoon. My family went away because they were locked into this vacation that we went to every year. So I was home by myself, and this guy called, and he was already talking uh, when I picked up the phone. He says, hi, this is Harlan Slicker. And he was a – I remember seeing this guy at games, but I couldn't place it. But he's a white-haired gentleman, and I, I remember seeing him in the stands. And in my senior year of high school, I used to see him, like, at these bigger games. And uh, he said, hey – but I also used to see him in the gyms at Mr. Hurley and the AAU t- tournaments and stuff. Right, right. He's a right. gym rat. You know, he's a basic gym rat. Yeah, yeah. He said, I was at church today, and I heard what happened to you. He said, uh, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to work. I think, well, that's what I'm going to do. He's like, oh, so you've got no options. I was like, yeah, it's pretty much like it. And he said, well, listen, Mr. Hurley was a big fan of yours. And he's like, I know some people. A friend of mine just took this job at Illinois State. I'll see what I, I'll put a call into him and see what I can do. So I said, listen, anything you can do for me, man, would be fantastic. Thank you so much. I got to get to work. And he called back like a day or two later. And we started talking. He's like, well, they've got a great team, supposedly. He's new. He's like, um, you know, would you be interested? I said, listen, I'll do anything. My father called back that night. Uh, from vacation said you remember this guy Mr. Slicker I said yeah kind of he said well you should because um, he says he knows you and he's going to pick you up tomorrow take you to Illinois State (laughs) (laughs) yeah then he hung up the phone so this this gentleman shows up at my house and uh, he shows up on a Saturday afternoon I've just gotten off work he shows up in this Oldsmobile my family was still away I packed all my stuff in two black garbage bags and then I uh, threw them in the back of his trunk my buddies gave me a couple couple of bucks for the road he drove me 17 hours out to Illinois State. We got there on a Sunday early evening, like 5, 6 o'clock, uh, and we pulled right into Redbird Arena, and he takes my stuff out. And by the way, the fall semester is supposed to start Monday morning. Right, right. right. And I never even heard of Illinois State. So <laughs> he puts my stuff on the stairs, and he says, hey, you know what? I talked to Coach Stallings. I talked to King Rice, Coach Wilburn. Uh, they said they were going to meet us here. He's like, but I'm going to get a jump on the traffic. Take care. And he just gets in the car. Right. And <laughs> that, that, that bad traffic in Bloomington normal. Yeah. Uh, but of course, as you know, as the story goes, no one shows up, right? Right. So right. I, I walk up and I'm walking around the arena. I'm trying every door. And I went down. If You, you, you guys know the arena. There's this, the, the yep. one spot. Yep. Come in. That's right by our locker room. So I went down there and uh, I bang it on the thing. And some, I, I want to say it was Tom, Tom or Tom Young. Yeah. Or Skip. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Skip or Tom or one of those big dudes. Yeah. And um, they said, hey, big fella. I said, hey. I said, listen, I'm new on the team. And I left all my gear in the locker room. They're like, oh, we got you. Don't worry. So I followed the guy <laughs> in the locker room. And it was a punch code on the door. So I couldn't get in. I said, hey, man, I forgot the code. And there was that odd silence where, like, I'm like, this guy knows I'm full of crap. Yeah, and yeah. Goes, I got you. And he punches the code. And he goes. And when he wasn't looking, I, I stuck my shoe. Like, there was a shoes on the floor. I just stuck one by the door. And I waited a long time. And finally, he go, He said to me, uh, Hey, big man, if you're okay, I'm going to head out for the day. He's like, just let yourself out. Walk out the same door you came in. No problem. You know, I spent the next two days on the locker room floor. <laughs> so, uh, wow. I, so I woke up the next day. Um, I enrolled in some classes. And then uh, they come in the locker room and they just hand out roles, right? And no one really knew Coach Stallings that well yet. So right, right. There, and, and, you know, in the Irish side, the Jersey side, I just started making things up. Guys are like, oh, how you doing? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm one of Coach's boys, <laughs> you know? <laughs> roll on and started playing in the North Gym. And then after one workout, I think it was the first day or something, Coach Rice walks up to me and goes, you know, starts, we start talking. But anyway, I, I rolled in classes. They had no scholarships. Uh, so I walked on and I redshirted, you know, paid my own way. Right. Working on jobs my freshman year and then got the four-year scholarship after. Now, did you get to practice with him that redshirt year? Did every, did every single thing but playing against And working on a job. 
and yeah, and red shirting was the biggest scam going because I thought, oh, I'll chill. I'll be the guy on the bench in a nice sweater or something. I got beat up every day in practice on the road. Oh, I did the same thing you oh. did, right? My sophomore, I got pneumonia as a sophomore. I redshirted. It is the toughest year. You do oh, not man. get a break it at all. It was also it was also the most fun because I one of the most fun because it was new to me. I graduated high school with ninety three people, and my first like I literally school starting Monday morning. I walked into her name was Beth something. She did all the scheduling for us, and she just for college there. Beth yeah. Landis. Beth Lance, yeah, Beth Lance. Yeah, she and did she it for me too, classes. yeah, yeah. Give me a couple of classes. The very first class I walk into was uh, Tony O, who's a teacher. And Tony it's O, love Tony O. <laughs> yep. Tony Ostrowski. Uh, yep. And it, and it was in the theater on campus. There was like 400 people in the class. Yep. Like, um, Brayton Auditorium. Brayton, yeah. No, 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 it wasn't Brayton. It was the other one. I want to say, not Steven. It might have been Stevenson. Well, One Stevens is the big lecture hall. Yeah, Brayton was the theater. Yeah, that's Brayton. Theater, and that was my first class. And I remember being yeah. like, oh. and I had that class ten years ahead of you in that same place. Yeah. My wife and I had Tonio. I took, I took four years or four semesters of uh, account or uh, yeah. economics. Yep, yep, yep. And I was a book nerd, so I got it. But like, I had no. I didn't live with a guy. You know, I didn't live with a guy on the team. My roommate was a, a just a, a civilian. And uh, we had, I think, Waterson Towers was 38 floors. We lived on 35th floor. And we had a bowling alley that looked at a brick wall. And yet, and yet, it was the most, the stories and the things that happened that freshman year. I was, I became very good friends with Andy Porter. I don't know if you remember him. So it was Big Mm -hmm. Red. Big Red was his name. And to this day, even as good as we were, as all the fame and success we had, I still to this day have never met anyone more famous than that guy. Yeah, and I was yeah. that guy's side. Me, him, Chad Altadonna, Mike Vandergaard. Mike Vandergaard, yep. Mike Vandergaard and Chad were great to me uh, from the moment I got on campus. They took care of me. I mean, I, talk, I still talk to Chad literally every day. I was texting with him earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've got Fred, but Andy Porter, you would be staying in, was it Jumers? Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'd walk in from like using the phone in the lobby because he'd always make fun of me if I called him. <laughs> and I'd come back in and Vandergaard would be sitting there and, and Red would be sitting there. I'd, I go in and take a shower, and the tub would be filled with Bud Lights and, and ice. <laughs> that was a normal. I said, "The tub is filled with ice and beer." He goes, "It is a Tuesday." You know. Yeah. <laughs> he was funnier now, and we would go out like just. If you went out with him, you would go. You couldn't go to one party; you had to go to at least four. And every single one we walked in, it was big red, big red. You know that kind of thing. Right, right. That yeah. was my first my first year. It was just, and I, I, I came from like old school where my dad was like, "Why would you ever come home?" So I never went home. Right, you know, right. I, got, I got to know a lot of the, the campus yeah. life and being away, but it was it was that's how I got there in, in a nutshell. So the next story we want you to hit on is your sophomore year, which is actually your freshman eligibility yeah, year, playing against Skip at East Carolina. This is a great story. So hit it. Oh yeah, I hated him. <laughs> <laughs> I want to kill him. I want to kill him because he killed us. So we go. So it was yeah freshman year, and yep. we go to. Uh, we're at East Carolina, and I'm pretty yep. sure it was over the break. It was over Christmas break. January 11th, you lost 57 to 64 to East Carolina. Yeah, yep. and we had we'd been the game was crazy because you know ISU was closed down or whatever for students, and we're living in a hotel, whatever. You come in, you play, and it was nuts because there were the most there were beautiful girls everywhere. East Carolina was a total party zone. They were all cocktail, and it was loud as can be. And we get there, and before the game. There's this kid, good-looking dude, jacked up, looked like a quarterback. And he's out there, like, smiling. <laughs> Skip had an 
Skip had an annoying smile, right? Because he had that kind of like <laughs> FU smile. It was great. But he's out there and he's shooting. And he's shooting foul shots. And I'm out there uh, warming up, whatever. And he's shooting. And he's shooting from like the three. And then two steps behind the three. And then by the freaking half court line, I'm like, shit. So we end up playing them. And it becomes a dogfight. And it's going back and forth. And we choke it up at the end. And David Kaysen got stuck on a, on a double play or something. And he, and he kind of dribbled out. And he fell or something. And we, we ended up losing the game. And after the game, I came out of the locker room, and I'm just sick, right? And I come out there, and I'm sitting with Antonio Cooper, and he, uh, we're watching, and then there's, there's this guy shooting again, right? He's got a T-shirt on, he's kind of, and he's talking like Coach Stallings a little bit. He's shooting threes. He's got this, he's got this quarterback dating the model kind of smile and look on him. And I'm, <laughs> I remember turning to Coop and be like, Coop, you know what? You know, maybe you can look for a door I can run out of because maybe I'll just go over there and punch this guy right there. <laughs> like every now and then I could have sworn that every now and then he'd be talking to coach and he'd hit a shot because Skip one of the best pure shooters I ever played Amen. Amen. flat out stroke I mean I heard one yeah. of your stories about one of the, the, the podcasts I watched said who would you rather have Cooper or um, or Skip yeah. and listen yeah. I don't know to death but not even a doubt not even a doubt Skip shaped out 100% I mean defense alone toughness shooting he was a hell of a team he was a great teammate yeah, yeah. But that night I hated him. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. And, uh, <laughs> he kept looking over at me. I'm like, Coop, you know, let's just throw some at this guy. And he's shooting. And at one point he shoots and he, it bounces off, whatever. And it rolls over by my feet. And I just wouldn't kick it. I wouldn't kick it over to him. And he kind of puts, he puts his hands up. He's like, you know, kind of something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then he comes over. He comes over to me and Coop and, and he goes to pick up the ball and I kick it. And I kick it away from him. <laughs> that was my first that was my first introduction to skip but the, the lousy thing was that night we uh we couldn't get out i got on the bus and john munn our, our trainer extraordinaire god love him uh his face is just white and when he had to deliver bad news to coach john nearly passed out or soiled himself you know what i mean <laughs> so, uh, i get on the bus and john's face is just kind of like oh and i said what's the problem john what's the matter he goes we can't get out tonight i'm like what do you mean you can't, you can't fly out tonight he goes yeah i'm like oh you know, so we go back to this hotel and the hotel was beat down and we get in the room like two minutes, phone rings and it's Coach Rice or Coach Wilburn. And they're like, hey, you know, we're going to do come down to the media room, you know, come down here. We're going to do tape. And we watched the entire game. Oh. And I just remember, like, you could have heard a mouse pissing in cotton in that room. <laughs> All sitting there just like sick. And the bad thing was, this is, where I, this is where one of my first, one of my first tastes, I mean, I had a few of them early on, but... One of the real first examples of how Coach Stallings was just a ruthless, you know, he win it all calls guy. At the end of the game, we gave up a couple turnovers, and David had a tough time. We turned it over. And, and he was still amazing, David Casey, but he had a tough game at the end of it. And Coach <laughs> kept playing it back. You know what I mean? And we're all just right. sitting there. And all of a sudden, you feel like you're looking at the Sapruder film. You know, it's like back <laughs> to the left, back to the left. And I just felt, and, David, and it, really, it really taught me a lot because. I saw how upset Coach was about execution. But then to, to have somebody like David Kaysen, who the young guys, him, Chad, and Brian Curran, they were amazing captains, amazing. Yeah. And to see how upset David Kaysen was, and then to see Coach keep playing that back, by the end of that meeting, I wanted to tackle Coach Stongs. Right, right, right. But, this, but it, it was a great example of, like, of um, what the cost is and how serious we take this and what this means. You know, and it was it was a great, great mm -hmm. lesson. Yeah. It was a hell of it was a crappy road trip, but it was uh, <laughs> right. 
It's a good learning experience, put it that way. All right, so Rob, after the Wisconsin game, I felt that's <laughs> that's when I saw this team turn it around, and I knew you guys had something special. When did you think you had something special? Now you're talking about Wisconsin in the in the NIT. In the NIT, in the NIT not, yeah. not your senior. Year. After that game, I didn't think you guys had something yeah. special. But, <laughs> but the the NIT game, I thought there was something special. Oh yeah, no, that was there was a special <laughs> night. It really was. Uh, it was one of the better games I've ever been when I was a Redbird. I love. I used to love playing on the road more than anything. I, I mean, don't get me wrong; it was fun. Always fun playing at home, but on the road was the best because there's just there's nothing you could say to coming into someone's house, beating their ass, and then going home. Oh, and then go there. I mean, when we were there, that's the old gym. That was it was jammed. Uh, they were pouring sodas on us at the. Table. <laughs> They were screaming at us, and uh, we had a big, big section, I remember, of Redbirds, and we gave them the beatdown. And the funny thing was is that we win there, but when that came in, I think we won by 15 or something like that. There's, I'm, checking, I'm checking right now. Uh, 77-62. Yeah, Rain Man with the stats over there, right? That, so, that's 15. No. Rain Man has got the <laughs> on, a, on a monitor above yeah, this screen. You're not supposed to tell that, Pat. You're supposed to be like, oh, my God. Just do it. Everybody knows I'm dyslexic and can't get any of the oh, the yeah. number of times I've gotten, oh, yeah, you did this. And then we oh, don't yeah. fact check and I'm oh, wrong. Hey, listen, so. you're, you're among friends. Wrong. I, we can smell our own. But, Keep uh, rolling, boy. If we, had, if we had five or six more minutes, that would have been 20, 25, because they, they, they couldn't do anything at that point. We yeah. locked them up. And we, had, we were better prepared, like I said. I played there four years. We were never outcoached. I mean, that was the thing. But I think, I, for me personally, when I think it changed, I, in fact, I know when it changed, was the next year, not just the summer, um, but we were at Wisconsin. And I knew it changed because I saw everybody come back that junior year, that summer. Everybody put in the work and um, different caliber then. But at Wisconsin, my junior year, we were down 15 at the half. And we came back, we won by nine. And I remember which is kind of crazy because if memory serves me, I think we lost the, the very next game my junior year. But anyway, there's just something that clicked. And I was I just remember, because every year that we went to Wisconsin, it was literally a dogfight and we barely won. And I personally, I hated those guys too. The coach was always kind of a jerk and the players were, our senior year, I'll tell you about that, but there were such a bunch of clowns. You know what I mean? They're always right. trying to fight us and everything else. I was like, guys, stop. And, but, but my junior year, they had us down bad. Like I said, it was down 15 at the half. And it was at the halftime. I remember even Coach Wilburn, like getting into everybody, Coach Rich and Coach Rice. It was kind of like one of those things where, okay, you dig this hole. Now let's see what you're really made of. And that team right. really clicked and came together. And we to beat someone by nine after being down 15, that's a, what, 24-point swing. And they were lucky to get out of there when they did. And it was great because when we were walking off the floor at the end of the first half, people were whistling, giving us, you know, giving us all kinds of business. Their players were, <laughs> players were, I remember walking the hallway and one guy's like, ooh, are you sure you want to play the second half? You know, all this crap. <laughs> and, then, and then we come out there and uh, and we beat them. I just remember personally, it was like me and Dan or, or Rico walking extra slow up the uh, up the ramp and waving <laughs> goodbye to everybody. But yeah, that was, that's to, that to me was the turning point when I knew that this could be really something great. No. So, Good question, Steve. <laughs> Dude, you're supposed to just keep rolling. What was the next story you want to tell? It's the Rob Gibbons show, not the Steve. If that's show. Nobody wants to hear about us. We want okay. to hear about you. Well, if that's the case, sure, I'll keep rolling. I mean, that year, okay, so you go into it. So you go the rest of that year. Um, most of the games in the late part of the season are an absolute dogfight. 
And yeah. then we get into uh, you get into the Valley Tournament, and we get to the second round. And I remember how big that game was the second round because we're playing Northern Iowa. Jason yeah. Daisy had gotten off us on us twice that season, and mm-hmm. uh, he was listen. He was a damn good player. And just to show you how good of a, a coaching staff we had, they broke it down, and we we did everything we could on film. And we were over prepared, but that game took everything. The Northern Iowa game. It took everything. We beat them. So I don't know if we had anything left in the tank for that championship game. And then it comes down to, okay, guys, it's a championship game. You find a way. You know, that kind of you thing. You find a way. You find a way. Yeah. It's simple as that. I, I, to this day, I still say that to the people I work with. You know, the, the world is burning. And I'm like, listen, when I panic, that's when you can panic. And they're like, well, what, what do you think we should do? I said, we'll find a way. It's as simple as that. We'll find and then we beat, yeah. we beat, um, uh, Steve Alford and uh, Missouri State, Missouri State, Missouri yeah, State. In the finals, yeah. and that was. It, it's always great to win your first one, uh, but me personally, there was nothing like that senior year because, again, we had no seniors, and it was the exact same crew coming back, and everyone worked even harder over the summer. We got together at the beginning of the summer or midway through the summer, two weeks, and then we went to Europe. So we got right, back. Right. I remember over the summer, and we had a work coach wanted to practice two weeks, and it was great because. Wasn't much pressure. We were practicing like 90 minutes, you know, almost two hours a day. It was more like working out, making sure everybody's back in sync. But I remember going home one night uh, after practice and grabbing a bite to eat with Dan. And Dan, like, we're looking at each other and we're like, man, we're really good. You know, and, and Dan, <laughs> he's like, we're really, really good this year. I said, we got everything. You know what I mean? Right. And it felt good because everybody was healthy at that point. Um, you know, Smiley had, was still kind of in limbo land for a little bit with what was going on. But the elements were there, right? But it's funny yeah. because... You know, you learn about these things later in life. And in business, you know, there's a saying that nothing ever fails like success. And then we go into that season. You're pre-season 15. You got a player of the year, Rico Hill. You got the best coach in the conference, hands down. You got Dan Muller, who's multiple defensive year. I mean, everybody's back at the best point guard. You got the – we had our Hulk. You know, a lot of teams say, oh, we had this, we had this. And I – like, my kids watch the Marvel movies when I'm referring to Leroy Watkins. I'm like, oh, yeah, Hulk. You know what I mean? Because like, right. still to this day – God bless him. And I played against I – mean, I took an elbow from Anthony Mason and put me out cold on the floor. I can tell you, Leroy was harder to get around than Anthony Mason. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the yeah. strongest the strongest player I've ever played with and the quickest second jumper because I knew that I could fake Leroy up once, even if I got him, even if I got the second – like the shot up quick. His second jump was so damn quick. Uh, and, and on top of that, he's a southpaw. So it was uh, – but all the elements were there. And then we went to Europe, had a good time. We started off the season a little bit rough. Um in the, uh, I think it was, it got to a point where it might have been we lost at Hawaii, like against Hawaii or something. You did lose to Hawaii. You did. You did. Yeah. I'll give you the inside. So w- go back a little bit. So that spring, I want to say that spring, early summer, uh, Dan Miller calls me and he says, Hey, we're going to go out to dinner with Coach Stallings. And I'm like, Who died? You know, like one of those things. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Really? I'm like, Okay. He's like, Yeah. And the deal was, we were going to ask him to kind of back up a little bit, you know, make it a little bit more enjoyable or something. How was that going to work out for you? Exactly. By the way, I was raised in a very similar house as to how I was coached, and I knew this was a disaster. And by the way, <laughs> I was very open. I'm going to say this, and Dan can deny it and skip it. <laughs> and they're all full of crap because I was like, bad idea. And you know what? Because I remember I, the point was this, though. We were 17-3 and three our junior year. And it was me smiling and, um, and Dan with the captains. And I remember we had, a, we had practice one day. And between film and practice, he called us up to his office. And Stallings was like, what the hell's the matter? I said, what do you mean? 
And he's talking to three of us. He's like, doesn't look like anyone's having any fun. And I remember Smiley or Dan being like, yeah, we're not. And it was, and it was true because we were 17 and three, but we were going so hard. I mean, that was the coach's thing. And I watched him fret the, the coach that he was my redshirt freshman year to the coach that he was my senior year was you want to talk about a growth process, right? I mean, yeah. we were, it was midway through the season, our junior year, and we were still pounding each other for hours a day, you know, working out. Of us. And it got to the point where we're 17 and three. And we're like, oh, really? We are? We didn't even know. So this kind of carried over into that. And I guess with winning the championship, winning the league, guys got a little bit ahead of themselves. Like, oh, maybe we'll just ask coach to cool out a little bit. I'm like, yeah, well, we'll just give Charles Manson a shot. Wait, wait, <laughs> let me let me interrupt you for a second. You're 17 and three that yeah. junior year yeah. with a loss to Duquesne. Yep. An overtime loss to you and you and I at home, and an overtime loss to you and I on the road. Yeah, right. So yeah. those two overtimes, yeah. one switch of a play, and now you're yeah. you're nineteen, you're seventeen and three. You're nineteen and one, right? Yeah. I mean, exactly. well, if you look at two, if you look at senior year, right? Um, senior was the best because we beat the hell out of everybody, and yeah. we only lost two conference games, and it was the same team, and then we beat their ass in the finals. So essentially, yeah, right, yeah. you look at the conference, we're arguably 19-2 and two our senior year. But the difference is, is that, you know, when you go back, that junior year was much harder because anytime you win your first, it's always, you know, it takes that much to climb. Right, right. We you're go getting, this you're getting everybody's best shot, right? Well, senior year, yeah. I'll get to that. Yeah. You were kind of the Yankees, the Missouri Valley, you know. But senior year, so we go to this dinner, and I'm already like, this is bad <laughs> and coach, what was funny because out of the five years I played with this guy, and I've known him now like 30 years, I, I can tell you, I've only seen this guy surprised maybe twice. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I just remember he got all excited because we invited him out. Because this man is all he, he, I mean, he was a savant. The guy's a brilliant, brilliant guy. Far more than like people even know because he's such a tough exterior. You know, he, like, he doesn't really care about fans or people or anything like that. If it was just, it was up to him. It would be both teams, two refs, in a neutral gym. That's how it <laughs> I, I, I kid you not. So we go to dinner, and he's kind of in this great mood. And he goes, well, listen, there's something going on. Like, you know, you guys call me here. Are you worried about something? And I had hoped we had already ordered dessert at that point. I'm like, oh, here we go. And then Dan spoke up, and Dan said, you know, Coach, we got everybody back. We think it's going to be a great year. You know what it was? It was after we got back from overseas. That's when it was. So it was like around the fall preseason of our senior year. Right, right. Okay. And Dan was like, you know, coach, we just want to, we want to make this year really special. We want to enjoy it. We want to enjoy it more as a team. We're, we're hoping, and coach is like, great, I'm all for it. What do we do? Winning, winning is good. And Dan was kind of like, <laughs> we want you to kind of ease up on us a little bit. And I'm just like, I'm kind of looking for a <laughs> You're like, I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, man. You get to check my friend's check. Getting a food poisoning. But uh, yeah. I said that, I heard that. It was kind of like when someone says something, the record just kind of skips in the background. And he was kind of like, <laughs> oh, okay. And to his credit, he kind of gave it to us, you know, like that opportunity. So then you fast forward, right? And your season starts. Now, if you remember the beginning of the season, he was looking at, he was the top choice for a bunch of different jobs. Yeah. And I do remember everyone was kind of like, and this is one of the times I'll be the first to admit I was kind of maybe a jerk at the time, but I still stand by it. He was offered, he was looking at one job and then he didn't take it. And he was maybe offered another job, maybe Michigan or something else. Yeah, and, Michigan was one. Uh, but that was the, it was the second one. Whatever it was, it was yeah. the second one. And the first one, I was like, hey, God bless, you know, if you're going to, I think it might have been Tennessee. If you're going to get this job, you know, you're, you're working, you've got to get a better career and everything else. I understand, you know. 
But then it, like a, a week or two went by and he was up for the, I want to say it was a Michigan job. And he came to me and said, so what do you think? I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, you know, I'm, I'm being considered for this job. I said, good for you. You know, God bless you, coach. And he said, well, what were your thoughts? I said, I think leaving now would be awful. I said, I don't think that's cool. And he looked at me and I remember my stomach tightening. And I just remember saying to him, like, coach, listen, we started something great. Season's already getting underway. For you to leave now, you know, this, this, this book's got to finish. You know, and I, and I just remember saying that. And it took a lot to say it, but I was true. I was honest. I was like, man, I'd be really pissed if this guy leaves. And people right, can right. say, oh, they wish him well. They wish him well. Bullshit. I wanted to win, and I knew he was the guy to help us do it. And there was, right. we could have gotten the best coach ever, but at the time, he was the best coach ever for us. Right. And then, you know, you go into that season, and again, not to get too far off on a tangent, but that season started off rocky because I think we lost to Hawaii at Hawaii, and we just been playing bad. We had you, trouble. You lost at Wisconsin. We lost yeah, it was bad. Smiley, okay. Smiley flips out at the half and after the game at Steve Hansel uh, because Smiley couldn't play for one reason or another. And <laughs> really, yeah. one reason or another? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was. Yeah, thought he was cold. He he talked. He talked about why he couldn't play. So we're good with that. So just keep yeah, on yeah. going. He was auditioning yeah. Days of Thunder Part Two. So that's the, 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 <laughs> Wisconsin was top. Was twenty fourth. The next you know, week. It was it, they could have been they could have been number four hundred. It's yeah. one of those nights where you get into the game and you're just the team. The other team's moving at a different speed. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, yeah. if you look back, and I want to say, in my entire career as a Redbird, I think maybe just once or twice in the first two years, we ever we after that we never lost back to back games. Right, never, because you did not want to play the wounded bear, because you knew, right. no matter what loss we did, we were getting beat down, and we were going to be damn sure we fixed whatever went wrong. Absolutely. And the next game is against Pittsburgh, who which is cracked, also twenty-four, and we cracked beat, the top twenty-five, and you beat the crap out of them. You rushed them, like I think, I think some points. Down, at one point, they were down thirty. Yeah, we had yeah. them down thirty, and we beat it by twenty-two. Yep. So right around that time, the team was kind of going, you know, all over the place, whatever, and. Yeah. We, uh, coach kicked us out of our locker room and we had to stay. We were kicked out of our locker room and we were then, we were now moved into the visiting team's volleyball, women's volleyball locker room or something, right? Because so he's taking it easier on you now. Well, you no, know, and that was back to like, because when we lost, <laughs> and I want to say when we lost, we lost one game and he got, he lost it. So not only was he pissed about the loss, He's he doesn't his memory is like oh you want me to take it easy you know this kind of thing <laughs> right right, <laughs> right he got double the sauce after that right so we get kicked out of our locker room senior year and like no amenities like we were living the high life and now we're staying in this locker we're fighting over lockers every day I think the showers were like they were not working that well you know, <laughs> yeah. and to his credit though um, you know one of the guys one of the, the guys brilliant and he literally you know. I was personally, I take the physics model with a lot of things. I saw problems for a living. So I break them down to their simplest parts and then try to re-put them, you know, reconnect them. That's essentially what he did with that team. He broke it down and just said, okay, we're going to do it my way again. And everybody, because listen, I'd be lying. There was tension even among the coaches in the beginning of the year that we weren't privy to. And God bless them. I only knew about kind of afterward because I was right, right, more into right. things and I graduated early, you know, but I could tell, you know, when it was game time though, it was on. It was it was game time. You know they didn't. They never dragged that stuff around us. But I could just tell there was a weird air about it. So you had all that going on. Then you had us getting out of the locker room. And then anytime you rank preseason and you lose early, it's always like oh Jesus. And it's an uphill climb. 
And then I want to say that turning point came where it could have gone seriously south, and then we go to Wisconsin Green Bay. And that was, uh, we're, we're going to Wisconsin Green Bay, I want to say 21st, 20th of December. Uh, November 18th, you're there, and you lose to them uh, 80 no, 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 to 66. No. At, at Wisconsin Green Bay. Oh, you're, Wisconsin Green December, Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right for December Christmas. 20th, yeah. December 20th. Okay, so in five years of college, I went home for Christmas, I think, twice, right? Never made a spring yeah. break. Yeah. Just college basketball is the longest sport in college. It always is because, you know, yep. if you're even decent, you're in the postseason, so you're not getting right. any right. points. Christmas break, you're in a hotel, your apartment. Thanksgiving, you're in a tournament. And don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining because you also get to do things that no one else gets to do. Right? I'm going to uh, Amen. 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 Yeah. So, but that, that year, the way the calendar fell, we were going to get two days. And I remember calling my family and be like, hey, I'm going to get two days for Christmas. My dad's like, you still live here? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and I remember flying there and it was still rocky because we we're fighting each other. They were fighting us, that kind of thing. In any great team, there's always a wee day, right? When you go on the road, it's you, your coaches against the world. But when you're in practice, yep. it's offense versus defense or starters versus next crew, even yeah, at times where it's team versus coaches. And it was kind of like that. You know, there was a lot of crap going on. And we go to Wisconsin Green Bay and it was kind of like, if you bastards don't turn around now, no one's going home for Christmas. You know, like one of those things. And I just remember, of course, we get into a dogfight with Wisconsin Green Bay. And it seemed like this garbage hockey rink across from Lambeau, yeah. right? Yep. And I want to say, and correct Brown, me, Brown County Arena. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you go back, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was on a Sunday, okay? So we're playing this game. The Packers were home. And I might be crazy, or maybe there was just – maybe Jesus decided to hand out pretzels <laughs> in the half. We go into the half of that game, and when we came back in for the second half, there were a lot more people, and they were in no shape to go to church, if you know what I mean. <laughs> right? So it comes down to a dogfight. And I remember it's going back and forth, and we start losing a little bit. I just remember looking over – and you should ask Kyle or Dan about one of those things. You remember Joe Hine? Yes, yes. Joe Hine. We had a lot of funny characters on that team. Yeah, that yeah. senior year – I'm trying to think. There was a lot of like really, really funny dudes on that team. Right. The exception of like Stopper or Van Belzen or you know, everybody was dry as hell, that kind of thing. And Joe, I look over at one point and I think like we're flopping back and forth and coach is getting fired up. And it's a dog fight. You know, we let them back into it, their confidence is getting up. And we're all know that if we lose, we're not going home. Yeah. So if you don't go home, you got a couple of days off, you're gonna get the crap kicked out of you. I just remember looking over Joe Hines' face, and he's just sick. You know, he's just, <laughs> he looks over at me and Ben, and he says, "Rico's ruining my Christmas." <laughs> it was, but then we won. We ended up beating him. Well, and Kyle talks about that right in his episode. The only, he's the one who takes the shot to to put yeah. us up two, yep. and the he even said in his episode that he didn't want to make the shot to win the game. Yeah. He wanted to make the shot so you guys could go home for Christmas. Right. right. <laughs> because you know what it was, man? It was it was a lot. We had been we came on on campus the two weeks to go to Europe. We go to Europe and then so you missed like you didn't get the you didn't get your full summer, that kind of thing. Right. Europe was amazing, don't get me wrong. But it was like long and you're going into the season, you're already in like mid season shape. And then uh, but that game, I, I can't I remember like I wanna say we were we we're five and three, something like that, before we played them. So if you think uh, about it, yeah, five and three, and then you went to five six and three. three. And, and you play them, you know, six and three is a big difference than five and four. Yes. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. So we go home. So that was, for me, that was the, the kind of 
the new spark that rekindled that relit the flame for the rest of the season. I mean, on on top of that, you know, from that point we went off on a, on a on a hell of a roll. You know, we went. Um, I thought I want to say we had Pacific in our place. They had Ola Candy. We beat them. Yeah. Um, and we went on the road a couple times. I want to say which we went at Wichita, beat them up, and yeah. then around there, somewhere around there, you sprinkle in. We did. We we had a letdown at Southwest Missouri State. Things got haywire. The guy they teed us up. They teed me up. Um, which is they scored rare. like ninety some points that game. Senior night, senior year. Um, yeah, a special night. It was. Um, you know, we all got to say goodbye to a remarkable team. I always argue because when we first got to campus, you guys remember Matt Taporn, right? Yeah. Played Matt with so I, I had he, classes with him. <laughs> okay, so jokingly or, you know, anecdotally, I still bust his chops about this. He told Smiley and I when we first got on campus that we'd be lucky if we ever finished close to – we would never finish, like, second or something like that, right? So every time every time we talk wait, about wait, the team – Wait, wait, wait. Never finish, like, second in the Valley? higher than second. That's what he said to us. Kidding around. I mean, this is 93, 94. He didn't know any better. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that said, we never finished lower than second. My four years. Right. Two years. Right. But then I always say that we were the most successful team in Illinois State history and then also in Missouri Valley history. And no one, you could check the record books, no one has ever won two conference titles and postseason conference titles back to back in the 140 year conference uh, that that's been around. Yeah, no one's ever done that. Right. Yeah. So that's our claim to fame. But I will say that, like, there's there was games every year that stick out. I remember my freshman year, we swept Southern Illinois, arguably the one of the best teams I've ever played against as a team. With yes. Chris Carano. That was our first hugger on the road. We won my freshman year with Kaysen and, and um, Big Kern and Child Donna. We beat them, and then we beat them in double overtime in our place. But, I mean, go back to senior year, when we when it hit that switch with Wisconsin and Green Bay, and then it was on, you know, and it was a great year because of so many different things, but everyone knew their role. And what doesn't get talked about enough is one of the reasons, one of the bigger reasons why that team was as good as it was. One was the character of the people. I mean, you had a group of guys that really loved each other, got along, were like each other's brothers. Right. And not to have any seniors or junior year uh, was big. But what doesn't get talked about enough is that the reason why that team was as good as it was was also because of the guys that didn't play all the time. So there were guys like Joe, Ben Holmstrom, uh, L.D. Murdoch, Sean uh, Riley, um, Ron Ben Bells and Stotler, and KP and Kai. Like all these guys, me, that were like guys 6 through 12, 6 through 11. Like those guys, a lot of those guys could have played or started at other schools in the Valley. And you're yeah. banging and battling those guys every day. I mean, I've learned it all my life. The only reason I got anywhere was because I always played against bigger and better guys. And it's right, like that right. business. You want to be around millionaire. You want to be a millionaire. You got to hang out with millionaires, that kind of thing. They make you better. And that was right. true. I can personally say that my senior year, I had a battle, L.D. Murdoch, Sean, Ben, every day. And that's why, one of the reasons why my play went up, because when Leroy and I were working as a tandem, you know, we would wear guys down because you didn't want to play against Leroy Watkins. And then I would come off the bench and I'd do the same thing. And it's like, by the second half, those inside guys, like, how's a Danny Moore going to stop – not stop. How's the Danny Moore going to compete energy-wise with, right, right. with Leroy and me? It's not going to happen. Right. And then try to guard Rico and the po or, or Dan. And that's what we got. We just used to out-execute people because we were so well-coached, because we were so well-disciplined. And that carried over into everything. I mean, you see that team. There were six seniors. And on senior night, personally, I, was, I had fun with it. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, 
it didn't feel like the job was done. You know, I was getting ready right. to go down to, uh, to me, we still had three games to win in St. Louis, and it was, we got to cut nets down in the NCAA tournament. And then, but that's this whole year, like, there's something to be said. There's nothing better, right, than saying you're going to do something and going out and doing it. It's the best thing in the world. You know, and then when we won our junior year, we had everybody back. We were that hunted, that hunted bear our senior year. And every, I think Steve was saying it earlier, you go on the road and you're getting everyone's best shot. Best shot, yes. Right? Like we're, we're on the road. I remember being on the road uh, at the hotel. We're getting taped up to see to play Indiana State. And Luke Yaklik, which is one of our managers, who's now the coach at UIC, yeah. says, yeah. oh, um, it's, he's like, I got something for you. I said, what's up? He said, they sold out this game. Indiana State. Wow. And he said, yeah, last time he did it, that was Larry Bird's last game. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go in and you're, we're, I think it was a day game or early evening game, but you're driving in the tunnel. There's people, fans screaming at you. You're yelling at you. I mean, to me, that was just, you never get to see stuff like that, right? right and then right. going out and doing it, it's just, it's the best. You know, there's nothing, yeah, that, and it stays with you, right? Like, you know, there's an old saying that greatness, no matter how brief, always stays with a man. And I can tell you, those years, as far as defining us, building guys, building guys, teaching how to be accountable, teaching how to win. I mean, you graduated six seniors on that team. You had one guy played 10 years plus in Europe, in Leroy. You had Rico go to the NBA, who was a year younger than us. Dan played professionally. Steve Hansel played professionally. Skip could have easily played professionally. Yeah. Miley is still an agent in the NBA. I mean, guys went on and had amazing lives, amazing careers. Right. And, um, you know, there's nothing else that would have been, you couldn't have written that story better, right? And I think the way it yeah. finished was, the way it finished was, was tough because we got a, we got a tough seed with with Arkansas uh, with uh, Arizona, you know, getting their yeah. best swing. But at the same time, we we don't have our, our starting guard, two, our two guards, right, and two guards. You know what Come I mean? Come on. And I think I want to say, and you took the lead at the beginning of the second half. Oh no! Yeah, Arizona. We were, yeah. Listen, yeah. I gave you, I sent you some pictures. You can pull one of them up. In fact, one of them's around here. Not this week. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. No, but there's a picture. Hang on. I have it here. Yeah, if you took it through me, I'll put it up over our faces while you're talking about it. It's a picture yeah. of me hugging Leroy Watkins, and we're both kind of like losing it. Yeah. Right? And it was, I'll never forget, it. they started making a little bit of a run. And Clark Kellogg's one of the best in the game at calling games, and he has the spurtability, as we always joke about, because he said that about Arizona when they were previewing us in the game. He's like, they got the spurtability. I remember checking out a game because I played okay to that game. And I, by the time I checked out, got water and came over, I could hear the crowd. They were going on a run because this guy came off the bench and hit like swap, swap, hit a couple threes and then was going line. It was Jason Terry. And the yes. next thing you know, the next thing you know, you turn around, you're down. And that, yeah. that you know, there's, there's certain moments I remember about my collegiate career. That was to me the most painful thing I'd, I've dealt with all five years. Because when that game, when I saw that there was no way we could do anything, and the game was kind of bleed. Those last few minutes were bleeding out. Going back to that locker room was the low, low, low point of my five years, and yeah, it was yeah. the most emotional, worst. <laughs> you know, a room full of grown men just bawling. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. like, crying. Yeah. Yeah. And I, remember, yeah. I remember saying to the team, uh, you know, next to my family, this was the best thing I've ever I was ever part of. Right. And I, I still feel that to this day. And, and I will say this. I was very fortunate to play where I did, to have the coaches I did, to have the people look after me. I mean, I got the greatest education. I'm sitting here in front of you guys today because I play. I got to play for that man. And, yeah, and Jeff Wilbert, yeah. King Rice, and 
and, and uh, Tom Richardson. But out of all the things I did in high school, college, played the pros, played with Magic Johnson, uh, played four and a half years over Europe, the highest, easily, the highest achievement I ever got as a basketball player, as any kind of athlete, and even, I'll, I'll say this personally, one of the highest things in my life, you know, next to my kids being born, was the day I got elected to be a captain of that team. There's nothing, there's nothing that even comes close. You talk about winning games and things like that and championships. It's amazing. But walking into a, a preseason meeting our junior year, and we used to have a, a meeting when everybody got back on campus. Mm-hmm. And Coach Jones, at the end of the meeting, you know, uh, announcing that who the captains were, he says, and this year's right. captain is going to be Dan Muller, Jamar Smiley, Owen Rob Gibbons. And my heart sunk. Because I was waiting, I was kind of waiting for, I was looking around waiting to see if everyone's laughing. And then I just remember like the, like a switch flipping, if it makes any sense. Once yeah. someone that you have so much respect for, and I always used to go to practice trying to live up to my teammates because they were always so good. Right. I never right. felt like I was, you know, it was me and maybe Nick who were struggling to get there, you know. <laughs> um, Talent-wise, I always thought that if I could have a breakout game, maybe I could stick around. It's kind of like, a little bit of imposter syndrome, you know, you don't know if you'd be yeah. there. But then to get elected as a captain by your peers, by these coaches and have trust in you, it's not, I mean, I coach people on it now about the mental game. You know, the last two years, never missed a practice, never missed a sprint, never missed a game. Right. And just, I had great leaders ahead of me, Chad and David and Brian and, and those guys showing how Andy it was. Guard, yeah. yeah, and right. it makes all the difference. You know, it yeah, makes all the difference. Absolutely. But with those guys especially, and then, uh, to, like I said, to do it, because I remember, I'll never forget this, you walk into Stallings' office, uh, end of our end of our junior, and he was great because he said, you know, we're all feeling good about ourselves. We got beat up by Iowa State. I mean, we had Kelvin Cato. Uh, got off. But if you watch that game, and I'm not trying to be a pain in the ass, but I had a few jumpers, like, deep, and I missed one jumper in the second half from the foul line. Had I would have hit that, I'm not saying would have won, but it would have been a little bit different because – he would have had to come out. Leroy was could have you know could have done his work. Yeah. But I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a quick story about that. You know, okay, there was a play though too. Yeah, where, where okay, a couple plays. I mean, that game was closer than people realized. It was. Realized. Yeah. Okay, it was you guys great, had a chance to win that game. Great game. You were in it and well, just had to here, follow at the end, right? Here's one of the reasons why we may have lost. My teammates may get pissed. So we're in the hotel, and this is the the night before the game, and I'm Leroy's roommate, and we had the door. I had the door open a little bit, and Leroy's come out of the shower. There's nothing on. He's got his towel on. And I'm over by the door. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, Leroy, I'm like, check this out. Check this out. And he goes over by the door, and I push, pull the door open. I push him out. I steal his towel. And I lock him out. <laughs> Six, seven, 300, totally naked with three old women walking down the hallway. <laughs> and he's smashing the door to get in, and he actually, like, cut his hand a little bit. And if you watch that game on the sidelines and on the tape, a couple timeouts, you could see him kind of fiddling with his hands. Oh <laughs> so I, I, may have, I may have cost us an NCAA game. It's 30 years ago, so Stallings, he may be at my front door by the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, that was, like I said, it was, it was amazing. We, we finished our junior year, and uh, after we were in the league and stuff, and he says, well, you know what? Anybody can do anything once. <laughs> I just remember being like, okay. But, it, but it, the point was is that to do something again, you know, that's the part that makes yes. Yeah. Anybody can yeah. do it. Anybody can win a lot of ones, marry yeah. the, the dreamer girl, or you know, do this. Anybody can do any ones. But to be able to come back and repeat it, then you really can say something. And like I said, you know, greatness stays with people. I've been able to do that again with businesses and stuff like that. And it's 
it's never felt as good as it did. But to do it our senior year and, and the, to go down to St. Louis uh, and beat up everybody, you know, we beat Southern, we beat the hell out of Wichita. And then, uh, and it was just so fitting to play against that same crew, the only crew that beat us um, during the season. And that, you know, lovely coach Steve Alford, oh Christ. And then uh, <laughs> beat those guys up, you, know? you beat them back to back years in the championship yeah. game. Yeah, back to back years. And, and we got, it was much closer our junior year, because like I said, we didn't have damn near anything in the tank. But then our senior year was kind of like, we got this one, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you beat Wichita State by 24. Yeah. You beat Southern by 10, and you beat Missouri State by 10. So, yeah. 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 I mean, they were, they were closer on paper than I think they were in the game. I remember going to Wichita State our senior year because, like I said, you get everyone's best shot. You know, all of a right, sudden, right. you're going to Drake, and Drake's coming at us, like, like yelling at us, like, they're going to play out their butts that day. It's like, okay, guys. Yeah. And you have to yeah. weather what we were coached to do. If you watch, there's a great – I was watching this a couple of years ago. I'll never forget joking with my buddy. If you watch the end, of the end of the Tennessee game and you see when Dan hits that shot. First of all, I don't know if you watch. I'm sure you watched it. Dan's open. Oh, yeah. we, we broke it down. And, oh, yeah. He's wide open early in the play. And I remember being next to Ben and Ben be like, ah, you know, like going bananas. He's right. wide open at the first start of the play, but they don't see him. But anyway, if you go to my freshman uh, freshman or sophomore, sophomore year, we're at Virginia Commonwealth. Same kind of play. We go up and we, we, we go up by one with a couple seconds left. And this was on the way to being Christmas break. And they inbound the ball. We, we, we score. We're about to win the game. We're not paying attention. They inbound the ball. The guy goes up to half court, three-quarter court, chucks it. Ball goes in. We lose the game. Ruins our Christmas. Right. We got one day of Christmas. We came back on campus. We got the piss kicked out of us in practice. Yep. The next time. Yep. Since that point in time, we were always so execute, execute, you know, nothing yep. can get left unturned. Nothing, you know. And it's funny because I you watch that game and Dan hits the shot. And then as we're as soon as the ball goes in, myself, even the guys on the team, Ben, Smiley, uh, even Smiley on the floor, everyone. We were all screaming, you know, man up, you know, get the guy, get the guy, because right, we were so right, right. free. And I'm well, pretty sure you can see it. Steve, Dan, Dan goes and almost you know, gets in the guy's face. Well, sure. and, and, and I broke that down, right, in the video. Oh, and yeah. you can see at the end, if you watch the end of yeah. Dan's episode and at the end of Kyle's, yeah. all four of them in unison are from oh, this yeah. side to yeah. this side and guys are splitting yeah. to pick up guys and I mean that's, it is just it is like a ballerina it is a thing of absolute beauty he gets off I forgot yeah. what. he got off a decent shot yeah about 40 feet but he had Dan's hand in his face but everybody else is covered and right. everybody else is blocking out so there isn't yeah. another opportunity yeah. right and kyle gets the rebound and yeah, yeah it is a thing of absolute you, beauty i sent you a picture but that's how that's what that was like i it's funny because i i never really coached i coached one year at my wife's high school back in massachusetts but i i'm around the game again we moved back to new jersey about four or five four years ago and I reconnected Mr. Hurley and all the guys I used to play with. And now my sons are playing. And I see some local guys or whatever. It's funny because, you know, playing for, you know, Mr. Hurley's AU teams or Newark Rams or Jersey Roadrunners, being around that level of basketball, being teammates with guys like Dan and Skip and Smiley and Ben, and then being under Coach Stallings, King Rice, those guys for five years, I actually have forgotten more about X's and O's than most of these guys remember, right? They right, even know. Right. So when you watch a game, we literally – just used to out-execute people. 
especially right. the second half of that senior year. And that just goes to show you because if there's nine seconds or less, nine or less, you call a timeout, 10 or more, you go, no matter what. Like, just stupid things like that, right? Right. And it's so funny because that play, after he gets that shot off and he misses, I run out onto the court and I, like, <laughs> I hug Dan gently. I'm like, I'm like, I thought it was VCU all over again. You're like one of those. <laughs> but it was, no, I, again, I, there's not enough. It's nostalgic. I get um, I get emotional when I think about it because those guys were such a big part of each other's lives. I mean, like, literally, uh, I mean, they're my best friends. I mean, I still talk yeah. to them. We'll love having you on. We'll have you on again. We're planning to do a, um, a get-together with all five. No, um, I mean, and then, so if, you know, fans want, I have the – um, Rob Gibbons episode from Mondays with Dan out on Bird Fans Forever on the YouTube oh, channel. You can go yeah, watch yeah. that episode and he'll talk about the magic and then that and and in that stuff. So if you want to hear those stories, they're out there also. So, Rob, this is where we wrap up. And so the floor is yours to close in episode 42. Oh, okay. So, no, uh, thank you again for having me. This is great. I don't get to... Uh... I don't get to talk about the good old days as much. I'm sure. <laughs> right. I don't think anyone would care except guys like you and guys like me, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I had an amazing experience. I'll never forget it. I, um, I'm still to this day, I'm blessed to say that I'm still super tight with a lot of those teammates. Um, the times that we had were absolutely hysterical. I mean, there's not enough, there's not enough tape. There's not enough podcast time that, to go into all of them, but uh, very, very fortunate to have the people in my life that I did help shape me. Uh, can't thank, uh, the coaching staff enough, especially Kevin Stallings, King, and, and Wilburn and those guys. And just, you know, being together and being a part of that. I got two degrees. You know, I got to spend some of the greatest years of my life. And, uh, you get a little bit older and you start to realize how important it is to have these people in your life. And, and like I said, I got very, very fortunate to experience, you know, a level of greatness that not many people do. And God bless it. It stayed with me my whole life. And I've, I've got, you know, somebody reminded me recently uh, right, right around the time you asked me to do the show, somebody said, oh, I have a media guide. Somebody was texting me. It was a media guide from 1994. And it said, you know, they do the player profiles. And it, yeah, said, yeah. and it was, you know, what is your dream? And my dream was to be married to a beautiful woman with, with four kids who can cook. And, <laughs> and I, I got really lucky because that's exactly what I have today. The, the beautiful wife, the four kids. Uh, she's an okay cook. You know, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I couldn't be happier to have the experiences I had. Wouldn't have gone anywhere else and certainly wouldn't have done it with any other guys. Couldn't be thankful enough for that. And uh, yeah, we got plenty of show to talk about next time because I put these all over my neighborhood <laughs> once a year. So, And before we go, we got to say one thing. Yeah. So off the air, you said Jamar Smiley was the greatest point guard you ever played with. And you played. No, you said the greatest. And, and uh, you played with Magic Johnson. So Jamar. We didn't get it on tape, but he said it. No, you said it. Magic Johnson, Revan Knight, and Bobby Hurley. And to this day, oh, and uh, Harold uh, Harold Ellis played with him. I mean, I played some great point guards, and he's easily up there with the best. See that, Jamar, you're loved Jamar, by at least one of your loved. teammates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this has been episode 42 with Rob Gibbons. Gibby, thank you so much, man. It was an honor getting to watch you play. Loved it. Got to run with you during the summers. That's right. And so um, with that, I remember that. What's that? To knock me around. Oh, 
oh. like, this, guy, this guy's coming in, he's alumni. I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? And he's not, he gives you an elbow. I'm like, shit, when did this happen? <laughs> so, All I can a... say is, I'm ten, I, at that point, I'm like 31, 32. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I cannot <laughs> keep up with you and Leroy and, and, and Rico, right? It was an LD. I mean, it was just uh, pain. So Some of those guys never got tired. Dan yep. never got tired. Yep, Skip, uh, Crowley, Bassett, oh. never got tired. Yeah, uh, never got an, tired. An elbow was a Bob Donald handshake. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> right. Okay. So this has been episode 42. Love you. Here we go. Oh, I didn't hit the wait. I got to hit the clapping. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Here we go.